Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian here. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give away. So enjoy those. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, as we will take your calls tonight about absolutely anything, though, to start things out, a little bit about uh, the regulatory agencies of the United States federal government. I mean, you've heard the stories. They're there to keep you safe. I mean, there's poisonous food out there and, and all kinds of products that can hurt your babies. And lots of different dangerous, dangerous things. And so we've got the federal government to keep us safe and it's reams of uh, paperwork and and it's uh, endless bureaucrats and bureaucracy it's all of that that helps protect you from the predations of these evil corporations who are just trying to kill their customers well that, that seems to be the pitch at least when right. uh, when it comes to government it yes mark well, it, it, you know, if they're not trying to kill their customers, at least I guess the idea is, is that corporations will do anything for money. And I guess killing their customers in, in, you know, in the process of making money is OK. Sure, sure. The corporations don't want to kill you immediately, but uh, they don't care about you. And so therefore you need mommy government out there to make sure that every single product hitting the marketplace has been inspected by some sort of bureaucrat who's got an eye on keeping you safe. That's the pitch. And you can't lose their job because of the, the union that they, they are involved in, no matter how bad they are at their job. Bad? These people are helping keep you safe, Mark. Everything they do is better than nothing. Um, why? Because it's if important. If they're there pretending like they, they're, they're doing their job, but they're not doing their job, isn't it worse than nothing? Because if there was nothing, at least I'd know there was nothing. But if there's a government bureaucrat in there that's actually taking payoffs and uh, pretending to do their job, then I believe, if I you know, believe the government actually does stuff properly, then I believe that things are being done to protect you, me, right? You mean like with the uh, the recent uh, oil leakage spill thing? In that the, might be one thing, yeah. Where it was found out later on down the line that the federal inspectors weren't actually doing as they were supposed to, as yeah. far as their inspections are concerned. This story doesn't have to do with the, uh, the, the oil spill, but uh, it is a little bit smaller of an issue, although not for some people. Richmond Times-Dispatch, let me jump in here. We live in the safest society in world history, Michael Crichton observed in state of fear, yet Americans seem to go about their day in abject terror of minuscule threats. Perhaps nowhere is this more apparent than in Washington's approach to child safety. At the instigation of the American Academy of Pediatrics, federal bureaucrats at the FDA, the Department of Agriculture, and the Consumer Product Safety Commission are studying whether to require the nation's hot dog makers to redesign hot dogs to reduce the likelihood of choking. Choking Choking is a serious hazard. About 15,000 children receive medical attention each year because of it. But children choke on a wide range of items, from candy and gum to balloons and small change. In 2006, only 61 choking deaths were food-related, and hot dogs accounted for only 13 of those. Now, any child death is tragic, as the uh, story points out. This isn't choking to death, though. Uh, yes, 61 choking deaths were food-related. Oh, choking deaths, okay. hot dogs accounted for only 13 Terribly of sorry. those. I, I was, but there were 15,000 chokings and 61 choking food deaths. Correct. Is that correct? Is, that is, is there correct. a certain design that they are suggesting is necessary to that will somehow cause hot dogs to be less chokeable? <laughs> Triangular. I'm not sure. That's are what they they're gonna, studying. Are they, are see? They gonna, okay. 
It'll be a nice hot dog disc. That's, that's, be, wouldn't the hot dogs be better if you could just slap them on a hamburger bun? They've got a blue <laughs> ribbon panel of... Uh, well, yeah, it's called baloney. <laughs> They've got blue, a blue ribbon panel of very important bureaucrats who are actively studying your question right now, Dale. So don't you yeah. worry. They are on the case. They are looking into what will, the right shape would be for a hot dog. I will sleep better at night. I think they're just bothered because it's phallic. <laughs> the, <laughs> I hadn't even considered that. Um, the, the, the fact is kids are picky about the things they eat for varieties of reasons, okay? And some of, those, and, and some, and some of the reasons that parents feed hot dogs is because their kids will eat them. Yeah. And you don't know that if you change the shape of the hot dog that the kids will continue to eat them. Uh, so they, they, you're doing parents a disservice by mandating the shape of hot dogs. I, well, I don't know. If they do something that causes kids to not want to eat hot dogs, I don't know if that's a horrible thing. But You, you just can't get them to eat much, Dale. <laughs> All they got to do if they don't want kids to choke on hot dogs is just show them the process of the hot dogs being made from beginning to go. end. The I documentary. The kids we're talking the, about show here the leftover are not parts paying of the attention. animal being shoved they, into the grinder. <laughs> they have no idea that it, the parts of those animals are great for you. It's the the pieces that end up in the hot dog that aren't so hot usually. Well, exactly. All the leftover pieces yeah. that go into hot dogs. Now, as the Washington Times noted not long ago, that children under age ten eat almost two billion. That's two billion hot dogs per year. So, on a per hot dog basis, the odds of a child choking to death are 13 divided by 2 billion, which comes to a microscopically small number. The odds that a person will be struck by lightning... if it saves just one child. (laughs) What if that child grows up to be Jeffrey Dahmer? If they they spend... Four million dollars. And you might say, well, four million dollars is a lot of money. It's probably it's probably nowhere close to what they're actually going to spend trying mm-hmm. to figure this out. But if they spend four million dollars and it saves one child, are you telling me one child's life is not worth four million? <laughs> Unless <laughs> you actually analyze and find out that four million dollars spent another way could have saved fifty children yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that's the other thing. The seen and the unseen. They, they never think about that sort of thing. So, uh, so the odds are pretty slim that your child will be choking on the next hot dog they eat. And indeed, the odds that a person will be struck by lightning and any given year are about 4,000 times higher than the odds of a child choking to death on a hot dog. 4,000 times higher likelihood of being struck by lightning. Given that context, redesigning hot dogs looks like a solution in search of a problem. But isn't that what uh, they do best? That is, that is, that's what government is all about. They just figure out some crap that they can spend your money and a whole bunch of time on and they, they go for it. Because they got to they gotta look busy. It's not their money. They gotta look like they're doing something. There's Find more. some problem and let's look like we're trying to solve it. It's not just hot dogs, though, gents. Uh, the Consumer Product Safety Commission has also sounded the alarm about baby slings, which have enjoyed a recent surge in popularity because the close physical contact allows for greater parent-child bonding. In a, have you seen these things, uh, Mark? Laura had one. Okay. Yeah. So the idea is it's like across your front, right? The, your, uh, it yeah, slings it's, it's your baby a, kind of across your chest. It's kind of like the sling you'd put your arm in. Mm-hmm, but except a, for a baby. A little, a little, you know, thicker. And the idea is you keep your, your baby on you. I Close saw, to you, yeah. yeah. I saw a woman who was, uh, you know, using one the other day. She was at the J- Jack's uh, gym class. She had a new one um, while her older one was playing in the gym class. And- because, the, the, because the connection is important, right? I mean, they, d- you mentioned Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, don't they find out that kids who are not hugged and touched and and uh, and appreciated and kissed and loved uh, more likely to not only kill animals as a young child but then move on to uh, horrific uh, psychopathic acts against humans i i that that's what they say yeah i you know and you wonder if they 
you know, you, you wonder what happens. Yeah. So I, so it would seem to me that having a baby closer to you in that way in this sling would be a, a good thing to have, as opposed to having it in, say, one of the little baby cart things that people push around. What are they called? Strollers? Yeah. Those are, so this essentially. And those t- things are a nightmare to get upstairs and things like mm-hmm. that. It's, the slings are just a lot more convenient and. More convenient and maybe better for the child. You know, that's, that, that, that's up for speculation. You can't quantify that with science, or at least not easily. I don't know. I wonder about that. I, I, I don't know what the science is, but to me, that makes sense. The idea that touching your child as opposed to separating yourself from it uh, would have long-term lasting positive effects. Uh, so, 1-800-259-9231. What about the slings? Well, they've enjoyed a recent surge in popularity because of the close physical contact. Uh, in extremely rare circumstances, however, children can slip out of the slings or even smother in them. The CPSC says slings are responsible for as many as 13 deaths, as though the sling itself uh, killed the child, as though the sling has the ability to be responsible for uh, for anything. Well, you know, and, and how many of these deaths just kind of occurred and would have occurred and, you know, the, the child just... You know, I, I, you never know. I mean, could they have smothered? Sure, they, they could have smothered. Well, lots of things can happen. I imagine that you know the parent who was not paying attention to their child's well-being in the sling might not have paid attention to their child's well-being in the stroller. Yeah, you know, it, it could be so. There's more about what the CPSC is up to in regards to keeping your children safe. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll explain a little bit more coming up here and take your calls about whatever you want. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give to you free, including news updates, you can be kept in the loop in regards to what's happening with Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. You can receive our emailed updates, Twitter. Uh, You can also follow us on Facebook as well. Head over to news.freetalklive.com. To get signed up, again, it's uh, absolutely, completely free at news.freetalklive.com. What a week. Thanks goodness it's finally Friday, and there's something to really be thankful thank, thankful about. It's, it's Nature Bee, and here's Mike Buck to tell you about their very special spring into summer deal. Hello there, Free Talk Live, and boy, you bet. Listen, the deal's coming up, but first let me remind everybody, good nutrition is a healthier mind and body. That means more energy, better sleep, improved concentration, Huge boost to that immune system. Two golden nature bee capsules that we all take, you ought to be taking, contains all the vitamins, aminos, minerals, and antioxidants your body needs to handle these frantic Fridays and the whole weekend. But by now, everybody knows that uh, nature, what nature bee can do for our health, but what's the special deal? Yeah, it's not going to hurt your wallet. Here's the deal. As you know, a big six-month supply of nature bee, normally ninety nine ninety five plus delivery, but right now you get... 
three extra months for free. And remember, the Nature Beat deal comes right to your home with a complete 100% money-back guarantee. Complete money-back guarantee. Now, that is a great deal. Um, now, how can our listeners make that happen for themselves? Simply, two ways, actually. One is to call toll-free to Clean Green New Zealand, one 834 8355 That toll-free number is one 834 8355 Or meet us online every day, all day at com. Well, there you go. Be just like me and get your Nature Bee right now. Call toll-free at 866-834-8355 or go online to naturebee.com. That's naturebee.com. Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. All right, so we're going to continue briefly. We'll get right to your calls. Just a few more uh, details on what the CPSC is doing. And this is, I'm sure, just a fraction of uh, all of the things they're doing to keep you safe. Your children, they're in danger of all those sharp corners. Your children, they're in danger of height. We'll explain that here in a moment. Uh, as the story points out here, they're not, not just looking into reshaping uh, hot dogs in order to reduce the amount of hot dog deaths, which are microscopic. Uh, hardly anybody's dying from them, but they've got to busy themselves with something, as you pointed out, Dale. Uh, plus, they're also looking into baby slings, which apparently in very rare circumstances, children have fallen out of these slings. Likely has to do with the fact that uh, the parents didn't put them in the sling correctly, I would imagine. But yeah, I suppose uh, it could have split. It could have uh, all of a sudden opened up and released the baby onto... No. Uh, no? Not unless... Some, I mean, it's one piece of fabric. You'd say it's most likely the parents' error? It, they slipped out, you know? I mean... You no. Know, well, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, it, I've... I, I looked... Believe me, the idea of a baby sling... Are you kidding? This is just one piece of fabric. You're going to carry my baby in this? I I, I went and kind of looked at this thing with Laura. I mm-hmm. wanted to see her have a, how she had it on, how this thing's used. And when used properly, these things are pretty safe. But when used improperly, lots of things in life are not safe. I imagine more kids uh, are killed in car accidents or with steak knives or you know uh, you know weapons or or something like that than there are with uh, baby slings and hot dogs. I, I have a solution for the hot dog. You know, you have the lifesavers, and there's a hole in the lifesaver. Oh, so if you choke on that, you can breathe through that hole. hole. <laughs> so you take the hot dog, you drill a hole down through the middle. They do that. The they fill it with the hot cheese, dog. which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe Fake they should cheese. just dice the hot dogs. Maybe they should just only sell diced hot dogs. That it's way. actually the diced food is what's dangerous. Really? Yeah. Why? Beca- well, because people you- don't think they have to chew. Uh, no, the kids, the kids uh, they they get a small piece. They're not quite ready for the whole chewing thing. If you give them, for instance, if you give them a whole apple, they're not going to choke on the whole apple when if they bite a piece off for themselves. If they're not ready for the whole chewing thing, don't give them solid food. <laughs> Good advice, right? So you're saying when they take the bite, it's a it's, it's a small the, enough it's, bite. It's the to dicing that, that can be the problem um, when with with choking. All right, so a little bit more here. So apparently the children, or the CPSC is claiming that as many as 13 people have died, or 13 babies rather, have died from, I guess they're little people, but 13 children have died from these uh, baby slings in the last two decades. In the last two decades. Yeah. Oh, that they're looking into it because you know they need to keep you. Keep <laughs> wasn't you safe. That, didn't we look at this and that that would be about as many people, many kids as uh, killed themselves by uh, with the automatic car windows. 
I think you're about right. Yeah, yeah. on that one. That and was a long uh, what time was it? Four thousand times more likely to be struck by lightning than for this to happen. Oh, that was to choke on a hot dog. I'm not sure about this one. This is probably even less likely because 13 people died uh, from hot. Yeah, the hot dog was 13 in one year. This is 13 in two decades. But then again, they say two billion uh, hot dogs are eaten every single year. Uh, so yeah. I don't want to run the numbers. The CPSC also has announced the recall of 1.2 million high chairs. Now. No deaths have been attributed to the high chairs that they're recalling. But the agency says they do pose a fall hazard because screws securing the front legs of the chairs can loosen and fall out. Earlier this year, the CPSC announced a recall of more than half a million dropside cribs because of 31 incidents. In six of those incidents, children were entrapped between the dropside and crib mattress. Three children suffered from bruises as a result of the entrapment. So, therefore, because three children were bruised, as a result, uh, they are recalling all uh, half a million of those uh, cribs. Right, and this is—it's not to say that these things aren't, uh, you know, that, that these problems don't need to be addressed. However, couldn't they be addressed between the consumer and the company far better than the government getting involved and saying, "Yeah, we, we, we've got to do whatever we got to do." Like the company um, can probably address this itself. When you're talking about bruised children. Maybe the government doesn't need to get involved. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. You're on the amp line. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I heard this story the, uh, last week when I went to pick up my daughter, and uh, it was just brief, briefly mentioned by Dale. But she told me that lifesavers were invented because the inventor of lifesavers' child choked to death on a hard candy. Mm. So I really? looked up on Wiki and, and I didn't see anything about the inventor's child actually choking. I think to death. it's an urban myth. But, I, I just thought it was a funny one or, or an interesting but one. That was that is actually part of the reason why it was invented. When they when they invented it in nineteen twelve, uh, it says here the candy's hole was also put there to reduce the chances of a child choking on the candy. So now what's the what is the citation? I don't see any citation there. I don't see a citation. Yeah, so it's probably the case that uh, it's an urban legend and uh, it's Could just be. made it into the first paragraph of the Wikipedia story. Re- regardless, it seems to me that that the um, that the uh, the the problem was already addressed, at least in terms of of uh, hard candies by so the free market. Are you with me? And you think we should drill holes down the middle of the hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> It might look even well, more phallic you know then, but you I know. think that if you could if you could do that on your own and uh, market it like that, that, that would be a, a fine and dandy thing. If you think that you could uh, you, you could uh, you'd sell more hot dogs that way, personally, I don't think that would work because you know the meat of a hot dog would just collapse. In the I, it was it was a joke. Thanks for the call, Matt. Appreciate the story. 800-259-9231. There's also the possibility Lifesavers were named after the thing you find on boats, which looks like the candy. does look like it. Yeah, that that, that does seem likely. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want, crazy regulations, or anything goes. It is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? 
Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that for yourself. Shrine.freetalklive.com So we started out tonight talking about regulations. Silly, silly, dangerous regulations. And when I say dangerous, I mean dangerous to the companies that are being regulated. Because... One of these recalls, as was mentioned, they're recalling 1.2 million high chairs because, well, even though no one has died, no babies have died from these high chairs, there's a chance that somebody could fall, one of them could fall out of the high chair. Which is true pretty much for any product, right? I mean, Jack's high chair is one of these old-time wood ones, and... I can tell you, he can fall out of it if he wanted to. Mm. He he often will stand up in the seat himself, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, he could lose his balance and fall out. I, Maybe they I, should create a regulation. When he stands up, we tell him to sit down, or you know, go get him, or whatever. But. Well, clearly, it's not enough, Mark, that you just tell him to sit down. You need to be regulated. How about how about I propose the federal government creates a new strap your baby in regulation? <laughs> You've got to strap them in when they're in the car. It's dangerous in the car. It's also dangerous when they're high up off the ground like that in the high chair i say we have a regulation to recall every single high chair across the entire country and retrofit them with the kind of straps that you might find at a uh, at a prison you know where they they have those like chairs that they strap, strap. The prisoners? i think we yeah. should bubble wrap everything right for the extra road, protection outside <laughs> yeah. your house what if your kid jumps off the roof of your house you need bubble wrap yeah. all across your lawn several layers well if you had a, like wrap. a laser uh, trap on the windows in the top uh, port of your uh, you know the top floor of your house you that would prevent the kid from getting up on the roof uh, yeah. in the first place. That should be mandated, mandated by government. I'll tell you, uh, it, it may not be dangerous, but it looks dangerous and it scares me. Is these new uh, high chairs that they have out there that clamp onto the side of tables? Have Those are seen? new? Well, they, they were new to me. Okay. Uh, you know, a high chair is a high chair. It's up high. Yeah. This, these things clamp onto the side of tables. And I just don't like the idea of a, you know, clamping a child's seat to the side of the table. It looks, it seems dangerous well, to me. Well, if you were in charge, you could ban yeah, them. Yeah, we should just ban that crap because I don't like it. Well, isn't that how it works, though? I mean, these government bureaucrats just arbitrarily decide, based on whatever uh, <laughs> reasoning, that they decide they need to regulate. And so they're calling back 1.2 million high chairs. They're calling back half a million uh, dropside cribs because in six incidents, children were trapped between the dropside and the crib mattress, and three children suffered from bruises as a result of the entrapment. So you might look at some of these stories and you might agree with us and you'd say, well, this is silly. I mean, come on, this is ludicrous. But that doesn't mean that we should throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, there must be some really good government regulations that are out there really keeping people safe that aren't as absurd on their face as some of these seem to be. Wouldn't, don't you think people would, uh, would say that? I think people that? think that, yeah. Well, okay. So what we should talk about here is the answer to uh, to government regulation, the the market based right. answer to government regulation, because regulation. the market will regulate itself. Um, That's the, how the market works today, for the right. most part. 
because the the government doesn't protect you from getting a crappy vehicle that'll break down on a regular basis. The government no. doesn't protect you from. I guess that has its lemon laws, but that's only the the very the bottom floor, and it's 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 arduous to to try to get your car proven to be a lemon. Um, to actually, yeah, I get bought the a government. lemon a long time ago, and I. What was I going to do with it? Right. It was as sold as is. No, well, that was a, that's not a new one. It, it, the living law only covers uh, oh, new Only sales. new cars. Right. Gotcha. So, um, so you can sell that same lemon and then, you know, it stays on the marketplace or, or whatever. But, you know, the, the, the government is supposed to protect it. You know, it doesn't protect you from those kinds of things, but Consumer Reports does. Consumer mm. Reports will tell you, you know, which cars get the highest initial customer satisfaction, which is the highest after, you know, certain periods of time. You know, they rate, uh, you know, deal, uh, not dealers, but, uh, Manufacturers, right. you know, who gets the better ratings and all that stuff, and people people pay attention to that. The market regulates at a higher level than the government does, time and time and time again. Absolutely. I mean, when you when you look at the government inspections of uh, of restaurants, well, those are usually nothing compared to the the restaurants' inspections of its own franchises yes. and things like that. It's one of the reasons. Sorry to say, it's one of the reasons that people tend to like to go to chain restaurants because they believe that it's a higher level of service and a higher level of uh, cleanliness than it can be you at mom so? and pop stores. Uh, yeah, I absolutely do. People know that they can get consistency. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe that's what they think, but you're still in, there's still individuals that are cleaning those bathrooms and that kind of thing. And, and there's certainly but, but again, but, but, again there's, but there's somebody's following and checking up on that that's because their their right. reputation is at stake. At so, so they're getting checked up on in the same way the government does it, but better. Right at Barney's Taco Hut. Nobody is um, enforcing yeah. the, the bathroom <laughs> regulations that they have at, say, some okay. chain restaurant, okay? Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Although I've had some, uh, I've had a burrito from the local taco oh, stand, and it's pretty good. If you can find the local taco stands, that's usually where you get your best burritos. Yeah. And hopefully the manager of that specific store is concerned as well, certainly. Yeah, they but should it's just, be. It's, you know, but yeah. it's just different. You know, again, it's just... It's it's higher it's it's more levels of regulation when you have a franchise and um, you know self regulation those actually work when it comes to government regulation there's nobody held responsible. Yep, and the the solution is always one size fits all and screw you if it puts you out of business uh, because in these cases they're recalling incredible amounts of uh, as I said 1.2 million high chairs. That's a huge hit to the company that's making those high chairs. I mean, they have it's, to. It's also a hit to consumers because all these things raise prices. Sure. I mean, yes. you know, the they're the hidden taxes, which are the things that, which are the things that, uh, you know, there's there's taxes like inflation and stuff and hidden taxes, but there's also the hidden cost of government, which is all these regulations cost businesses money to comply to, which raise the cost of everything. And certainly when there's actually a recall and they have to recall a product, that's an expensive act that's going to raise the price of high chairs. So, again, the answer is for the marketplace to regulate itself. And as you point out, Mark, the marketplace is regulating itself. Business owners don't want to hurt their customers. They want you to come back and buy some more stuff. They want you to be happy. So you'll go and tell your friends about the great products and services that you That's how they make more money. If you get hurt or you're somehow dissatisfied with your product, you never buy it again, and you tell your friends never to buy it again. Then there's, of course, one product that uh, you can't not buy again, and that is the services of the government. So if you look at the government services, uh, these regulatory services, and you say, well, that's nonsense. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to pay for this. I don't want to pay for the government schools, and I don't want to pay for XYZ government services. Well, too effing bad. They're going to take your money from you whether you like it or not, and that's why they just don't have the same incentive 
to uh, you know, they, they don't have the same incentive to check out these businesses in the way that would actually do something to uh, to save lives and that kind of thing. They just don't have the same incentives and. Businesses should be able to choose not to be uh, regulated. They should be able to look. You you're going to come eat at this restaurant, but we don't have any certifications. Right. Try to imagine for a second if I decide to set up a restaurant at my house and we put a little you know little sign on the door that says we don't regulate here. If you don't like it, leave. You know, just it really. Uh, You'd probably know, be more tactful about it, but yeah, I get well, it. that. But I'm saying that you should be able to run your restaurant any way you want. Yeah, well, and, and if people would be like, I don't know how would I like the idea of these these people, you know, doing it themselves and or whatever. I mean, you know, people can. They wouldn't come to your restaurant, right? They they just choose for themselves. You know, restaurants You'd be cheaper. You you would be able to sell your food for a lot less than the other establishments. I don't think that's true. Um, when it, it, a regulations a regulating service. Oh, if I just had it at my home because yeah, I didn't have a home. storefront, but I could do the same thing on a storefront. I could say I don't. We don't do regulation here, and uh, we, you know we make all our gravy with with Windex. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, it's not likely we that can do you whatever would... I want. Like a regulation service, where like say Zagat's or some yeah. other organization comes in and says this restaurant is clean and good and serves wholesome food or or it's all organic or whatever you know specialty Absolutely. sort of uh, regulation they have. It's gonna that that service is gonna be offered. And it's not going to be that much more so the the cheap dives that choose not to regulate themselves they're going to they're going to go out of business because i'm not eating there all depends it all depends on uh how how much people value that sort of thing i mean mark you you're it's your speculation that they might go out of business i don't know if that's uh that's necessarily it is indeed speculation so I think that uh, in, the, and in the case of a restaurant that wasn't being checked by some third-party certifier, and I think certification is a better term than regulation personally, because uh, regulation just has that government flavor to it. Uh, but th- it would be just more likely that they wouldn't have any kind of symbols up. They wouldn't be bearing the uh, the Zagat's right. seal or the organic seal and that sort of thing. They, whereas the, the companies that do, uh, they'd have them on their menus. They'd have them on their front doors. You would know that these people had passed some sort of inspection. We're coming up. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. You can also visit our website and enjoy all the features there for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites, we give ours away. In fact, our website is actually the main feature now allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on these very airwaves. You go and submit different stuff. From around the internet, you can submit blog posts or news articles or videos or whatever you want. And then other listeners vote them up or down, and the most popular items make it to the top and the front page of our website. Head over to freetalklive.com to get interactive as we go to your phone calls. Christine is in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Christine. Hi, good afternoon. Um, I have two different points, both related to the topic of regulations. Uh, first of all, um, I wondered, you, you all may have already discussed this a few weeks ago, 
But did you know that the federal government actually recently sponsored a contest to encourage Americans to submit uh, video entries, like for YouTube or videos, 90-second videos telling them why government regulations and rules matter? Oh, boy. They, they were offering $2,500. They're judging it now, and they encouraged Americans. They did all their advertising for it to sm- submit the videos. And basically it was all to promote why the EPA, why rules, why all of these things make your life so much better and why we need it. That's the extent it's gone to. Well, it, it's wow. a good thing that uh, it does It does show just how difficult it is to say why these are good organizations if they have to offer $2,500 to somebody to come up with a good answer. Well, at the same time, they're basically their advertisements at the time, you know, sh- uh, basically promote it, why it was so good and like it's self-evident. Sure, sure. And because so many of you know how good it is, you know, I mean, it's just a continued the propaganda machine of it. But oh, yeah. I was just, I mean, I, you can't, can hardly get surprised at anything the federal government does these days. But the very fact that Americans would actually submit those, like the obedient little people, you know, it just, um, I found that pretty interesting. Well, um, government in regards- does have its fans. I mean, there are people out there that are really, you know, they've really bought into the sales pitch. They have. Uh, and so that's who they're marketing to. I don't think it's a significant portion of the, the American population. I don't think most people even think much about the government except when it comes to screw them. Yeah, exactly. And that's where they better be thinking about it. Um, and in regards to that, my uh, main point uh, for calling, um, I, think that, I think people, I, as a libertarian, when I'm speaking with people, um, some people get this, what all of you are talking about and how uh, really crazy these regulations by the government for safety are. But other people actually seem to have a problem when I'm talking to them about it because they, they really are fearful. And, of course, that's the big tool the government uses. And they're so fearful that the food they're going to buy is going to make them sick or kill yeah, them. I and agree. my answer to that, that I just wanted to share, that basically people have always found agreement with me when I shared it with them, is I give them the example of, like, um, the underwriter's laboratory for our electronics. It's a great example. Or our consumer's digest. Yep. So that if we turn it over completely to a free market, and I always remind them, think about all these scares about salmonella, E. coli, all of the cars that didn't work, but they were approved, all the drugs that were approved by the FDA and what we later find out. Um, you know, there's so many examples of things that were approved by the government, which proves the point. They're not keeping us safer. It's just an expensive bureaucracy. That's and that's more reason, that. Christine, for them to go ahead and exp- uh, expand their bureaucracy, because whenever they fail, if the FDA f- uh, approves They say more drug- government regulations yeah, need it. Exactly. Right. And yet, the contrary, um, if you give them the examples, like the Underwriters Laboratory, most people seem to get it. And it's like, if you need somebody to deem something safe, but you want that type of thing, in the free market, people can give their reviews. People can do their studies, and then if you want to subscribe to that or, or get that organization stamp of approval on whatever it is, including your food, you can. Absolutely. Same thing with the TSA, not keeping us safer. Think about it in a free market. People who need to feel really safe and they want all of these scans and things done, they could go to an airline free of the federal government that wants to do all that, wait in line for an hour. Other people like myself will get on a plane and it'll be a five-minute line because I don't want all of that. But right, if you left and it you to can the free market, heat. we could choose. 
Right, and you you could you could either uh, you could su- subscribe to the airline that allows you to fly naked. That way, you know nobody's hiding anything unless it's in their naughty places. <laughs> exactly, uh, or, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to carry on, and 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 that to me, people seem you need to give them the alternative. Otherwise, they get so fearful they don't want to take that responsibility well, for what they put in their bodies, yeah. what their children are in, and yet they think themselves safer. But of course, it's all an illusion. Sure enough, Christine, great call. Thanks for the uh, the thoughts tonight. And you know, yeah, what touch- she's describing is is we're being sold snake oil with government you know it's it's there's always the the horror story there's always the appeal to our fears and and the appeal to these problems that we want that to be solved but never really is it proved to us that we're that what we're buying is anything other than snake oil that's actually solving the problems i mean obviously yep. look around you there's still car accidents despite all the all the lo- car laws and all the um driving regulations absolutely and- true that's ex- snake oil is the, the perfect example because you know you got an itchy rash you got boils coming up here take this here the you know the, the, this lotion and put it right on there and it'll take care of it don't worry but the rashes and the and the and the boils are still coming up yep i mean they I still mean, happen but you people, know people just or, say or they go away lotion. sometimes and they don't go away sometimes but if they go away because your body's immune system finally fought them off which is what usually happens when you heal you heal anyway and and the doctors know you're going to heal eventually it's just you know they can alleviate your symptoms a little bit or something but you heal anyway and then the snake oil gets the credit you don't heal and you think well i just need to you know give them more money Fear is something I wanted to touch on a little bit further. You guys mentioned it, uh, Christine mentioned it, and it's really the motivator here, right? The uh, the mentality that there's something, uh, you know, the corporations are out to get you, these products are dangerous, uh, you've got to be careful, there's all sorts of uh, dangers around every single corner, look out, uh, Americans, you need to be kept safe, and that's why we're here. If people weren't so afraid, if they weren't inculcated with this fear-based mentality, we're going to run out of water, we're going to run out of oil, etc., etc. There's all of this fear. The earth is going to catch on fire. You know, all everything. Pollution's going to choke you out to death. And I'm not saying that yeah. some of these. I'm not saying pollution is good or anything but like just that. Take but a, just take a look at the evening news. Just take a look at um, you know your daily newspaper, and you will see the fear-based mentality and how it is dished out. That's a great point, uh, and especially on television news, uh, that it's it's the fear that sells. It's the scary stories that get people to tune in. Nobody wants to tune into the news to hear about Mildred's 100th birthday, even though they do that occasionally. They do those sorts of they're, human they're interest brief. stories. <laughs> right. Uh, and because it's just not news, really. What's news is when unusual things occur. That's what these things are that are happening that people are so afraid of. Like, oh my God, your children are going to get abducted by some pedophile if you just let them play in the park. Right. Uh, and the fact is that once again, you are more likely to be struck by lightning in your lifetime than have your, your child abducted by a pedophile. Sure. A, a, pedof- a stranger danger. I, I mean, uh, you could, they could be abducted by an aunt or an uncle or something like that, but that's more usually likely. much more likely that your child is uh, molested. If it's going to be molested, it's most likely going to be somebody in your immediate family. So government really benefits from this fear-based mentality of, of scaring people about everything they can possibly scare them about. And, of course, the companies play along with it, too, because it, it benefits them. Tonight, you could die from the, res- you know, the result of X, Y, and Z, and you need our product to save you. Yes. Uh, that, that kind of thing. ABC, XYZ, yeah. refractor. And, again, it's not to say that everything out there that they're claiming is untrue. I'm not making any sort of blanket statement about that. I'm just... There's something about this kind of nanny mentality 
uh, or this mommy mentality or this fear-based, oh, my children uh, mentality. I feel it sometimes. Sometimes the thoughts come into my head about, well, you know, maybe that's not clean enough or or whatever. It's kind of an oh, some people take it too far and they become obsessive uh, compulsive about it. I think there's a continuum, right? Oh, I can tell you that since I've had a child, I have never been so scared. Is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, terrible, terrible visions uh, pop into my mind. And when you have one, like I do, as opposed to people who have like three or four and you know, are going to continue to have them, I suppose like our ancestors did, you know, I don't think that there's as, as, as big of a deal. I'm not saying that they don't feel loss. I'm just saying that you know, they, they have more children. But when you have the, the, one... I've, I've heard stories that apparently... That everyone, I hear that from parents, though. Their first child, they were neurotic about it. And mm-hmm. then, then the second and third, each time, so there's huh? so much more... It's, it's such a... Well, I don't want to call it a casual thing, yeah. but they're they're much less like paranoid about their child watching their child every single second and stuff like that. I try to when I when I get those thoughts uh, that that pop into my head, I try to remind myself that uh, we used to live in caves, uh, and that you know if, if it wasn't that clean, it's not the biggest deal because well, it's not as bad yeah. as it could be. <laughs> you are in fact evolved to be a scavenger. I mean, yeah. <laughs> one of, uh, the 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 ability to use tools has evolved from the ability to crack open the skulls of animals so that you yeah. could eat the fla- the uh, fatty uh, brain tissue. I mean, that's what we are is just scavengers. How long was that animal sitting out there in the sun? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like you know there's a there's a healthy balance between obsessed with uh, this kind of nanny mentality of everything, everything just right and, and clean and perfect and all that, and having things that are too dirty to survive. I think there's a uh, there's a there's a medium in there somewhere. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Are you afraid? It's free talk live. Hour two coming up. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. As we launch here into the second hour of the program tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free on the site, so enjoy those. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Dot com. Much to discuss here tonight. Uh, of course, your calls are the primary element if you make them. Coming up, Mark, you're going to tell us about video game ratings. Apparently, or some sort of video game regulation is coming before the Supreme Court. And we'll find out more about what that is about. But first, some apparently really bad news uh, coming from Newswire. One of America's national organizations fighting against illegal immigration 
is announcing that 17 states are now filing versions of Arizona's SB 1070 law, which is designed to, as they say, help local police enforce America's existing immigration laws. Of course, what it really does is it authorizes the police to go around and basically harass anybody they bloody well want to and demand all kinds of uh, identification paperwork from them. Right. And it is it is an expansion of police power. They, you know, people will say that it doesn't, that that's not true, that a federal uh, bureaucrat can just ask you for your license on the street. But for one, there aren't federal uh, foot cops out there doing that so that's not being done and if they could that doesn't mean they have the right to do it in the first place no one has the right to demand from me my citizenship well or my identity well, i mean aren't i supposed to be secure in my person papers effects and all blah 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 according to the fourth amendment i mean it's like these people haven't read the, the fourth amendment no, no the fourth amendment doesn't apply stuff. to you when you look like a mexican well no no it's not just going to be mexicans mark remember if they just target Mexicans, then they'll be accused of racial profiling. But that's profiling. how it's getting pushed through. That's how people uh, accept that's it. That's what people believe about it. The people that are supporting it believe that that's what it's going to be used for. But it's going to be used against everybody. Of course, a lot of the people that would accept uh, the idea of it being used against Mexicans would also accept going ahead and uh, being having it used against them as well because they would just believe, well, that's the price you have to pay to oh, be free. Oh, they feel great to show their papers because it feels yeah. like a privilege. Like, look, I'm a citizen. I get yep. all these bennies. Here's my membership you know? card. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm an important person. I'm more important than that person over there yep. who's brown. So, card member since 1971. It's a scary, scary situation now with 17 states uh, following Arizona's lead Responding to what they call citizen pressure, numerous national and local polls indicate that 60 to 81 percent of Americans, that's a big spread, by the way, uh, support local police enforcing immigration laws. One of their legal immigration or one of the supporters of this says our national network of activists has been working overtime trying to help the state of Arizona and the brave Arizonans who passed this bill. Well, you know, if, if the Arizonans were brave, they would accept a free market. If they were brave, they would accept that uh, new competitors should be able to enter the marketplace at You're any time. You're blaming this on all the people in Arizona, and that's just not the case. You know, the, the, it's, there's certainly... Um, I mean those people, Mark. Yes, I There's know certainly what you mean. those out there who aren't, who where this isn't a racist motivation. Those people are out there. But there's there's definitely an element of racism to this, and I think that, that it, you know... what. What we just talked about, the idea of having, you know, being a member and being special because you have papers that show that you're, you're yep. a citizen with bennies, that all that nationalism is revolved, yep. I think, around a sort of insecurity If you know, there's a sense of like, I need something to say that I'm like a, an important person Tell over me these, who some I am. other people. Yep. Right. Tell know. me who I am. I'm special. Every group is defined, uh, you know, groups are defined by who is, who's excluded. And that's what it's all about. Being an American my, citizen means that the all best. the rest of them aren't. You're the, you're the best if you're the American, right? right? <laughs> you know, I mean, how, how, would, how would it be Poppy if the cock. only uh, Major League Baseball team was the Boston Red Sox? Well, there would be nobody to root against. Mm. There'd be no bad people. There'd be no, you know, and this is what it's all about. Look, we're we're Boston Red Sox around here, or whatever team you just pick it. Jeez more heads. to the more to the story here. Uh, looks like states including Arkansas, Idaho, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Nevada, New Jersey, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Texas, and Utah have all proposed pretty much the identical legislation as the Arizona. That doesn't law. mean they'll they'll keep it. I mean, there's some states where that stuff just won't fly just because somebody proposed it.
happen to, to have got voted in doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere. Sure, I understand that, Mark, but it, I think it's an indicator of that these politicians are seeing a demand from uh, the these people that want to empower the, the, the government with greater control over people's lives, and they're all the more happy to say, yes, let's do it. We'll give that one to you. Yeah. I mean, when it, when it comes to the politicians listening to people and being so-called representatives, they're not interested in representing the people that want to roll back the state no. or want to prevent the state from growing uh Further, but they are in general interested if you uh, give them a reason to expand the purview of the state. If it, if they feel as though the American people are demanding more state intrusion in their lives, boy, they are going to jump at the ready uh, to provide it to them. The Americans for Legal Immigration has helped pass some form of immigration enforcement legislation in over 30 states, where the while the group has also gained a national reputation for defeating legislation designed to give licenses, in-state tuition, and other taxpayer benefits to so-called illegal aliens in 20 states. And then it goes on to uh, promote that particular organization. I believe this is a press release from that group, basically. And so there you have it. So maybe uh, Arizona is not going to be the only state here within the next several months that adopts this uh, sort of stop and search, stop and identify legislation. And maybe it'll be coming to a city and a police bureaucracy near you to where you could be walking down your local street any time of the day or night and have a cop approach you and say that he has a reasonable suspicion to demand your papers. Yeah. And at that point, if that's all it says, it's a reasonable suspicion. How are you supposed to stop that from happening? I mean, really? No, what, you I can't. Mean, there's no. There's no Tell right to the judge. There. Right. There's no right there. If there you has have to be the repercussions right, if the right gets violated for the right. person who violates the right, and there's not. They, they'll they'll say they're indemnified. I'm you just know? doing my job. Yeah. Right. It's reasonable. And who and who defines reasonable? They do. Right. The the government defines whether the government right. agent was reasonable in their suspicion that you might be breaking the law, which is that you are uh, you know are a non citizen. You might say that it's absolutely unreasonable to be stopped uh, from going about your business on some arbitrary whim of a bureaucrat, but they don't care what you think, and they don't give a damn about what your interpretation of reasonable is. Right. The, the Fourth Amendment says the right of the people. People to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. No warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation. But that word unreasonable is big enough to put a truck through. Yep, that's true. And it's segments of the... I think the idea, uh, you know, the, the idea originally was that you just couldn't go through people's stuff and yeah. ask them a bunch of questions. But that's the problem. That's the problem with writing this crap down. Well, when the people king claim it, that it's a nation of laws and they're wrong. It's not a nation of laws. It's a nation of men. When you right. write your laws, when you write your stinking constitution to say unreasonable, come on. It was the nation of... The king, now it's a nation of men because it's more than one. It's not just the king anymore. But when the king was searching people, it was unreasonable every time the king did it. But when they get to search you, then it's okay because, well, you elected them. Well, you you voted for this. No, I didn't. That's what they'll tell you, though. But they're, your represent, they're your representatives. They don't represent me. Well, you had a chance to run for office. Yeah, but <laughs> does that mean somebody's going to vote for me? Well, hey, that's too bad. The way the cookie crumbles. This is our system. Your system means that the 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 many get to decide how the few have to live. One eight hundred two five can't. I can't. Right. Out of my. It's the old quote. Excuses is that democracy is two wolves and a small lamb voting on what's for dinner. Let's talk to Kyle in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. The Dale and Mark. Hello, Kyle. Hey guys. Um, you know everyone's complaint I hear about all these illegal illegal immigrants is that. Oh, well, they're going to come here and they're going to, you know, suckle off the teeth of the Social Security and the tuition and things like that. 
my answer for them is to say, okay, well then we'll just get rid of that because nowhere in the Constitution does it say you get to have Social Security or nowhere. Sure, it's a great what they'll say. Well, they'll say, well, and that's then, great. Okay, I'm all for that. But until then. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, until and that then, then is I mean, never you, know, gonna, you, can't, you, know. you can't pull people over and say, where are your papers? And it's, it's not it's not reasonable. Well, wait, they've been doing that whole, for a long time. They've been pulling people over and demanding ID for a long time. That that battle's been lost a long time ago. What we're talking about is stopping well, I'm, people. I'm, on talking, a, I'm talking about, like, you know, not necessarily driving. If I'm okay. sitting at a bus well, stop and I look Mexican. Yeah. They can't come up to me and say, you know, where's your ID? Who seriously thinks the driver's license is about driving competency? Oh, obviously. Anybody who's taking the driving test knows that's not the case. I thank you for the call tonight, uh, Kyle. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up absolutely anything. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, is the place to go. All the features are totally free, and they include our listening options. Live streams are available around the clock. We've got a broadband and dial-up version, both free for you, plus our webcam and the listen lines, which allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to free talk live get all the details and get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com by the way that webcam is brought to you by the folks over at memorydealers.com they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers including sfps gbix xfps Zenpax, and x2s that are 100 percent compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers including cisco 3com foundry alcatel and hp at up to 99 percent off list price memory dealers can also customize solutions for your transceiver requirements including private labeling Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, MemoryDealers.com. As we continue here uh, at 800-259-9231, so we'll talk to you about uh, whatever you want if you make that call. Otherwise, Mark, tell me about the Supreme Court situation. They are looking at some sort of a video game regulation case, since we've already been talking about absurd regulations and the, uh, the, the the point that government is not necessary for these things, that we can be kept plenty safe by the marketplace actors and the various different third-party certifications that could come about. What is going on? This is from the, the HuffingtonPost.com. Washington, the Supreme Court will decide whether free speech rights are more important than helping parents keep violent material away from children. 
The justices agreed Monday to consider reinstating California's ban on the sale or rental of violent video games to minors, a law the Ninth (laughs) Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco threw out last year on grounds that it violated minors' constitutional rights. The California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, who signed the law in 2005, said he was pleased that the high court would review the appeals court decision. Mm -hmm. He probably won't be pleased with the decision. Why? You think the Supreme Court's going to rule in the... Yeah, because there are lots and lots of industries that that self-regulate out there, including uh, you know movies. Yeah, but this is the children, Mark. Children. children. There are lots of industries that deal with children. The movies don't get seen by children. The movies are. Yeah, I shouldn't say it's a bad example. You're right; it does self-regulate, and it's almost as bad as government. Almost as bad, but at that point, and so so is the uh, the 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 game one, the SRB or whatever it is. Right, but yeah. the, ESR, the ESRB was uh, instituted at the threat of government regulation back in the 1990s. It kind of reminds uh, me of private schools that are basically a lot like public schools sure. because the government insists that they be. It's running and the so same model, these, yeah. You have these models that sort of build up in order to prevent government regulation, and, it, and so they imitate government regulation, and then they suck. And if you look at something like this movie, not yet ra- it's not yet rated. It's a movie about the regu- the uh, oh, rating yeah, system in the movies. You should watch that movie. I mean, it's it's it looks a lot like a government bureaucracy, and and it's about as an impen- as impenetrable, and you know. So no, Mark. So. Let me see if I'm clear on this law. This California law prevents the sale or rental of games above a certain rating, presumably mature, to people under the age of seventeen. That's my understanding of it too. And so the court threw that out. The Ninth Circuit Appeals Court threw that case out. They rejected it. They said, look, this is nonsense because of the children's rights. Let me read it. Okay. However, the judge who wrote the decision overturning the law said that the time, at the time there was no research showing a connection between violent video games and psychological harm to young people. The Supreme Court's decision to hear the case comes only a week after the high court voted overwhelmingly to strike down a federal uh, law banning videos showing animal cruelty. Remember, the court just ban- struck down a law, you know, sh- mm. you know animal cruelty, uh, you know, against a video showing animal cruelty. The California case poses similar free speech concerns, although the state law is aimed at protecting children, uh, raising an additional issue. California's law would have pro- prohibited the sale of rental or, uh, or rental of video games to those that include killing, maiming, dismembering, or sexually assaulting a member of a, uh, an image of a human being mm-hmm. to anyone under the 18. Of course, at that point, you're only going to do these things to robots, right? Right, or Zombies aliens, or you know, whatever. Animals, sure, yeah, animal, uh, animal, human chimeras, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. <laughs> It's it was, only 99% human, so it's not a real human. <laughs> it also would have created strict labeling requirements for video game manufacturers and blah, blah, blah. So, I, you know, this court does not seem predisposed to, uh, okay, okay. to ruling on this one. I just man, I just don't think All so. Right, so what's the big deal then? I mean, if you don't think it's, uh, if it's likely We talk about good news, right? Well, there's no good news here yet. I mean, Not good news yet. That's just my belief. You're, you're speculating on whether or not this will be good. Although you could say that, well, because it's a uh, uh, Democratic administration, that it's more likely to I support... I don't know that the, demonst- the, the administration has anything to no, do with No, I think you're right, because Hillary Clinton was well-known and is well-known for supporting these sorts of regulations. So you can't look at a political party label and predict how they're going to come down on an issue like this. Hillary Clinton has been, over the last decade, one of the biggest uh, rallying cries for some sort of federal government regulation of, uh, of video game content, for having laws like California has, but at a federal level. And indeed, other uh, video game sellers have taken up the mantle of this 
in uh, probably what is it predicted to be because essentially they're predicting these laws to come about. And so they're just adjusting their business model in advance of them actually happening to prepare for it. But there are certain video game sellers. GameSpot, I believe, is one of them. Or excuse me, GameStop. Uh, GameStop will card people yep. for buying video games. And uh, I know that the last time Julia was in one of those stores and they, they tried to do that to her, she walked out. You clearly don't want my business. Some people do that. Some people don't. I mean, you know, that's, some people do the, what? Walk out? Walk out. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty their, it's ridiculous when they're not even like under a legal threat for it. Like they're doing it. It when is they're ridiculous. Not legally required to do it. That's pretty. Well, they lose you know, business and they gain business. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the certain the, the people, the, the parents out there. I'm sure that the preachers are telling the parents, "Hey, you know this this place is carding kids. They're making sure the kids don't get those ultra violent video games. You you take your little young in there and you can buy them some safe video games." You know, I'm sure that's being done. Are they? I met that baby. I, I and and it's totally speculative. It's hard to say which way. Or the other. Oh, I don't my know which thought one's is beneficial. The, uh, yeah, my thought is that the that the larger video game market is not the prudish uh, church going type, but I don't know. It, th- but there is a there's a segment for it, and and they buy video games, and yeah. and if you're if you want your store to be targeted towards those people, that's fine. Walmart does similar types of things, so you know what are you gonna do? Toll free number is 800-259-9231, so we will see how that pans out. Since we're talking about restrictions on content, let's talk about the Television Council, the Parents' Television Council. Who are are they? They are a fun, fun group. Who are they? They're a, a an organization that essentially has a what used to be a mailing list and is now an email list of a large amount of people that are concerned about families and Christian values and things like that. A group like of that. very unfun people, people you do not <laughs> want to hang around with if you enjoy having fun. So what they'll do is when somebody does something bad on the television or the radio, usually it's uh-huh. national. Um, this group will send out, to, will blast to its email list and say, make sure that you get a hold of the FCC and tell them what you think. And here's a convenient mm-hmm. link to do so. And here's our form that we filled out for and you. And call the broadcaster, too. All you have to do is blah, 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 blah. And so they send out this this you know, this message to these people to do that. People who wouldn't otherwise do it, but now that they they're on know, this list. they wouldn't know, because they didn't watch. Right. So people disingenuously complaining about something they didn't see. Right. In many cases, it's something they heard about. Uh, from this Parents Television Council. So we'll tell you what they're up to here in a few moments. 800-259-9231, because they're always up to something. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, 
freetalklive.com is the place to go. The feature's there. We give away. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of the sale. It's still the same Amazon, still the same great prices. You know the experience. You've been there before. It's the world's largest uh, shopping opportunity, uh, shopping experience on the Internet. They sell virtually everything, dozens of categories, even used items. So it's the same Amazon. You're just entering through our link, and uh, that is allowing us to get a cut of the sales. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Here in a moment, we'll tell you what the Parents Television Council is up to these days. But first, your phone calls. Scott is in Canada on the amp line. Hello, Scott. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I, I recently worked on a, a video project about uh, homosexual people in, in Canada, and sort of the law, stuff like that. And and you kind of hear about it, but we forget a lot of times because I was interviewing people that are like 60 years old or so, people that were around quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. And to hear some of their stories is pretty remarkable about how it was it was illegal. You know, sodomy was illegal. People were arrested and harassed and and went to jail for wow. for being homosexual. And I think sometimes we forget that, even though in Canada, obviously, we, we've gone a little bit farther as far as uh, uh, what same-sex people can do as far as marriage and stuff like that. But um, you know, you, you sometimes forget about about how these people were harassed, and you know, if if uh, a same-sex cu- or uh, sorry, a couple were were married and one of them decided to leave the marriage and came out as a les- as a lesbian, for example, they would lose their kids. They would ha- not have custody. Same with the men. That's just the way it was, and I'm wondering if Dale wanted to. Like, I, I'm not sure how old Dale is, so I don't know what he's had to deal old. with as far as harassment. Uh, <laughs> or old, 87. Yeah, Dale, how familiar Maybe. are you with these uh, these stories about people being up prosecuted? In, up for into s- the double digits of age. Mm. Well, uh, what was the question? Sodomy. Yeah. People prosecuted for sodomy. How familiar are you with that? Um, well, I, I'm kind of familiar with the idea well? of it. I was kicked out of the military for being gay. Oh, before, you were? Before Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Really? I have never Mark? heard this. Never heard this. Mark? Head out of behind. Okay? No, I have. Oh, I knew you were gay. I mean, well, at least I'd, I'd strongly suspected it. Um, but uh, no, I had. I didn't know that. Yeah, you were I kicked out of the navy. Yeah, yeah. I'm very uncomfortable gay, about it. For gay a while. guy in navy. Very I was like, there was some joke, in, some joke involved in there. But I. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, very uncomfortable subject for a while. But now I can talk about it, and it's you know just a thing. You know, it's just a thing. But um, I think. But yeah, it was before. Don't ask, don't tell, and a lot of people, you know. They, they say, well, but Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Yeah, actually, I was, like, kicked out before Don't Ask, like, literally maybe a year before Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Mm-hmm. I remember Clinton was elected shortly after I was kicked out and everything. So that was in 92. So what so. did they do to you? Did they give you a dishonorable discharge? They tried to. Uh, well, they tried to give me a less than honorable discharge. What exactly yeah, would have several been? several of them. It's really there. complicated, the different kinds of discharges, actually. Yes, there a are. lot of people think it's like either honorable or dishonorable. It's yeah. actually more complicated. Right. There's a, like a regular discharge, yeah. discharge. They have there's general, and then general there's honorable, there's yeah. less than honorable, there's dishonorable. Usually dishonorable is a lot more severe than people yeah. think. It usually takes a It's like a, a crime. Felony. A, <laughs> But uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, they tried to get me a less than honorable, but um, I basically just got a recommendation on paper. I did. I decided I opted not to go and actually have like a, a uh, like a like a hearing for it. I could have attended a hearing and fought, you know, verbally for uh, an honorable discharge. Were you upset about, about being uh, instead? I had out? a. Uh, oh yeah, at the time, time it was very upsetting. Well, I mean, it was very upsetting. It was just a stressful process. I really I didn't particularly want to stay in the military, but I didn't want it to be that way. So. It was an upsetting process, but the uh, I basically had uh, the pastor who I'd talked to a couple, uh, who was a friend of mine at the time, uh, who um, was helping me sort through some issues. This as well as some other ones um, wrote me a good recommendation 
for why I should why I should get an honorable discharge and uh so you know went through this process of stressing out for a month and a half and not quite out yet where I was waiting to see what they, how they're going to discharge me and and ultimately it was honorable and it still stayed stressful after that. How did they? How did had to they, go to like jobs, and they, if you had a military history, they wanted paperwork. Oh, so really? I had to bring them paperwork that was like, oh. So they okay. all all your job applicants <laughs> uh, would know that you were a gay man. Then, well, they, they, yeah, that's that was a big part of it. Was that I had to, this had to be an issue now, whether I wanted it to or not. Mm-hmm. Like normally, I could just not bring it up, but right. you know, I had to think about that, and so. So yeah. are you familiar with what Scott's talking about also with people yeah, being prosecuted Georgia, for sodomy and that sort of thing in the press? Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't happen a lot because, you know, it's, it's I think that, I think but the he case that was the really ba- famous. In the past. He meant in the yeah, past. Yeah, the case that was really, well, yeah, now it doesn't, obviously, because cause it's not illegal anymore, but it, the big case I think in the sodomy past, is I think still illegal. A, Point of information, I think sodomy is still illegal in a lot of places, as no, I understand not, it. No, it's not. No, the Supreme Court decided you can't. Really? You can't ban uh, sexual practices in private, something to that effect. Wow, I was I was not aware of that because I thought yeah. that there was still some. I mean, even not just sodomy, but there are still laws. I I thought against like in Florida uh, against having sex with somebody outside of marriage. I thought that stuff like that. There, there was there has been. Oh, but the laws are still on the book. They're they're just not valid. Yeah, they're they're they're, oh, unco- they're considered unconstitutional. So they're still there based but on they... a Supreme Court decision. But Got but it. Uh, I think the big case was in Texas. There was actually uh, the police actually raided someone's home and and these two guys were actually prosecuted it was a felony um the funny thing about it was i know like in georgia i think it i think it was in georgia it used to have sodomy laws georgia's sodomy law was 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 struck down or was was ended before the supreme court decision but um i think it was in georgia they pointed out that to, to point out the absurdity of it it was like a one-year maximum sentence for necrophilia, one-year maximum sentence for public sex, one-year maximum sentence for bestiality, but sodomy, like same-sex relations, was a felony with 20-year... None of those were felonies either. Uh, Sodomy was a 20-year maximum sentence. So the joke was you could have sex with a... With a with a dead donkey in public on the city hall steps and get a maximum sentence of three years for the three different charges, but have sex in private with someone of the same gender and you could get life. a twenty year sentence. Scott, does that answer your question? <laughs> Maybe that's a civil disobedience someone could try at uh, Central Square. <laughs> I'll pass. Uh, yeah, well, it would feel kind of silly considering that it's not illegal anymore. So. Oh, I guess it wouldn't matter anymore. But yeah. but I, I, one of the people I I talked to were a couple that got married in nineteen seventy two in in Canada. And it wasn't legalized in Canada until 2005, so it took 33 years from the moment, like, the first civil disobedience happened for same-sex marriage. So it just kind of, you know, kind of shows that the system, you know, pretty slow. Yeah, it really does trail significantly popular opinion. I mean, if yeah. you just look at I mean, the war on drugs is a good current example of that, how it oh, continues. There's so many examples of how public opinion changes, but politics are so slow and so behind. Yep. And, but the, 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 same, the homosexual thing is what I like to often bring up with people because um, – it's a really easy way to show how the state is always behind the times, and you know, just they do stupid well, crap. So. The state's behind the time when it comes to dismantling laws. It's ahead of the time when it comes to creating them. So, you know, if the marketplace is looking to, it, what do you mean move, by that? It's if if the marketplace is moving towards doing something, what oftentimes will happen is people say, "Well, we need this." So the marketplace is moving towards more fuel efficient vehicles as time goes by. But people say, "We need all vehicles to be this fuel efficient by this date, and let's get a law in place to do it." So if you if you would leave things alone in 
in some cases. But then, once those regulations are in place, getting rid of them, the closest That's thing to eternal is a, is a law. Yeah. True. It's, well, the thing is, you got. I think you got people. The people who want it are passionate and vocal and go and do yeah. stuff. And then there's like the many, many, many people out there who kind of wouldn't like it but not enough to go out and be as passionate and vocal as the people who are trying to make it happen and so i think it's sort of the nature of the beast that it's easy to pass new laws uh it's easy to get some special thing in place uh for some special interest group but it's it's a constant exhausting battle to to fight and prevent those things and so so that's actually you know that's why you're you're really um you're fighting a losing battle trying to prevent them. Scott, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. Thank I appreciate you. it. Mark, I generally understand where you're coming from, where you're pointing out that a politician will run out in front of a parade and and uh, and pass some law that he it seems like it's already happening in the marketplace. That may that may be a true statement, but uh, I think in general government is is very slow to respond to things that uh, that are happening. If they happen to notice something that they can run out in front of, they will. But on the other hand, when that does happen, it also throws off the marketplace because if the government says, "Well, we're going to mandate that everybody have uh, the swirl lights instead of the incandescent lights," I think, or ethanol is a great example too. You know that people were saying, "Well, they're moving towards right. towards ethanol," but the marketplace didn't get a chance to check ethanol out. It's completely. the government picking the winning uh, picking the winning idea from right. the marketplace of ideas and legislating it, and that really throws off uh, the market's action of competition and innovation, and it really screws things up. 800-259-9231. So when the government people run out in front of a parade, it's a dangerous thing. Free Talk Live. More coming up. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, and get on more radio stations around the country. And bring more internet internet listeners on board with the program as well. Plus, you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, forum, and the AMP-only podcast, which is absent our normal podcast commercials. So enjoy. Head on over. Get signed up for uh, with any major credit card or PayPal or some of our alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, uh, we will take your calls about absolutely anything. But first, the latest on the Parents Television Council and what they're up to these days. These guys have always got some little project they're working on to control the content that you as an adult can interact with and see and hear. Uh, this is a group of busybodies that makes it their life's work to contact television stations and television networks and uh, the FCC and snitch out programming that they don't like that they want the government to look into a little closer and pass new regulations against well who are they picking on now it's apparently a brand new cv uh, cbs television series 
They've uh, ramped up their ongoing crusade against how human beings actually speak, this according to ArsTechnica.com, by condemning the title of the series. So, I don't even know what the content of the show is. It's the title that is their, uh, is what they're objecting to. Here it is. Dollar sign, pound sign, asterisk, exclamation mark, my dad says. Now, when you look at the dollar sign, the pound sign, it looks like kind of like an S. The pound sign looks kind of like an H. <laughs> We're reaching here, right? Uh, the and exclamation point. The, well, but the next letter is an asterisk. There's no line underneath it, but the suggestion is that's supposed to be an I, and the exclamation point, I suppose, is supposed to be a T? Maybe? I, I, <laughs> I'm reaching there at what this might possibly well, mean. Well, it's a curse word. It of is supposed sort. to be a curse word, yeah. And, and, well, and it's, you, you it's, it's a censoring of a curse word. It's the, exactly. It's, 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 yeah. Well, CBS, according to the Parents Television Council president, Tim Winter, he says, CBS intentionally chose to insert an expletive into the actual name of a show, and despite its claims that the word will be bleeped, it is just CBS's latest demonstration of its contempt for families and the public. There are an infinite number of alternatives that CBS could have chosen, like darn... Or shucks. <laughs> I, I, I inserted those last two words. But uh, he says there are an infinite number of alternatives that CBS could have chosen, but its desire to shock and offend is crystal clear in this decision. We're scratching our heads, says Ars Technica, at the infinite number of alternatives for which CBS could have opted. The series starring William Shatner is based on the actual tweets of Justin Halpern, who lives and functions as an informal scribe for his 74-year-old father, a devotee of intemperate language. He's awesome, uh, awesome rather, writes Justin. I just write down the expletive that he says. The latest tweets include, they're offended and then there's a bunch of uh, words that are expletives that F are being spelled with strange characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, F asterisk, uh, up caret, uh, ampersand, not ampersand, but uh, the at symbol, K. So they're just spelling these curse words in unusual kind of internet alternative methods. Like if you were to be posting on an internet forum. Lead that, speak. <laughs> right. It's kind of like that, uh, where the, the, the hacker types will replace letters with uh, – with numbers and, and special characters and things like that to get around things like uh, pr- profanity sensors. Yeah. So on an internet forum that has a profanity sensor turned on, if you type the F word out, it will notice it and it will asterisk it out completely. But if you type the F word using strange, bizarro characters that kind of looks like the F word, but it's not the actual letters uh, of the word, then it won't get th- – it'll uh, pass through, if you will, the, had, uh, the sensors. I had a friend get upset with me for – I was self-censor – when I'd put something in the subject of an email, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, instead of spelling out a cuss word, yeah, I don't particularly I, bad like the f bomb or something. I, generally I would don't. put in some asterisk. Yeah, same here. He got upset with me for that. He's like, well, "Just spell it out." You know, that's actually more attention getting if my boss walks by <laughs> mm. than if you just spelled the word, which would just blend in with the rest of the subject line. You know. So. so according to the PTC, not only shouldn't you hear the actual words on TV, but you shouldn't read mnemonics for them either. The PTC will wage an unrelenting campaign. This is back to the PTC guy here, uh, Winter. The PTC will wage an unrelenting campaign against every network advertiser that chooses to support this program. And in this instance, we will wage an unrelenting campaign against every local advertiser sponsoring the program at the affiliate station level. 
We will challenge the broadcast license of every network affiliate that chooses to air the program before 10 p.m. or that chooses to air a promotion of the program before 10 p.m. You know, this being- is this is the kind of uh, stepped-up rhetoric that these kind of organizations use. You notice he said that any anybody who sponsors this program, mm-hmm. okay, these people that are advertising within this program are not sponsoring that program. Pretty unlikely. Right. They're actually buying ads from 6p to 10p or 6p to 11p on a rotator and they can get stuck in anywhere in there it's they're not picking that show their ad is just happens to be placed there but this guy's uh stepped up rhetoric says they're sponsoring this show and and you know i just yeah. find this with these kind of people these uh these these political activists that want to enforce their opinions on you this is how they talk they don't look at the world as it exists they look at it as they, they 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 step it up and they um you know put it right in your face and these people are to me more offensive than whatever it is that they're talking about absolutely Absolutely. They are there's some of the most despicable busybodies because they want to they believe they know what's best. They believe they know what words people should be able to hear, what concepts they should be allowed to experience, and they're willing to enforce their viewpoint and force it on everybody else using the violence of the state right. rather than just going about their business. And doing whatever it is that they need to do to protect their children from these influences. Right, because Jack doesn't see these uh, words on television. You know why? Because we don't have broadcast TV at my house. Mm. That problem is taken care of. All the stuff he sees comes in on DVD. We watch it with him. And, uh, you know, that's handled. If that's your concern for your child, handle it. Um, I would also like to point out... And I it's believe, I think it's... You know what, Mark? I think these people who want this are also the types who are of this mindset that they want the government raising their children. Then they want the government raising everyone else's children, too. And so they want to control what the government... How the government raises everyone's children so that it's in everyone's children so that it's in a manner that they prefer. Right. You can... Add, people will tell give you their opinion on how to raise properly raise children all over the place. And the older the person is, the more likely they are to give you that opinion. Well, everybody has an opinion, but <laughs> some of them want to force but, it down their throat. Right, and that's how it goes. They, you know, they think that their vote should be about what their opinion's about. No, it shouldn't. Your opinion is your opinion, and your, uh, you know, your your political opinion should be that people should be able to to do what they want to do as long as and the marketplace can regulate itself. Let me give you some examples. Here's a great example. Free Talk Live. We do not use, uh, you know, a certain level of profanity that is a higher level of profanity uh, or lower level. We we regulate ourselves on a higher level than we have to on this show than, say, your morning <laughs> morning zoo show where they bleep out the words and they'll say Vulcan instead of the F word or they'll mm. say, um, you know, they'll say whatever. Uh, you know, some we'll just add extra words and stuff like that. Free Talk Live doesn't do that because our sta- our stations don't want us to use particular terms. So we actually regulate at a higher level than the marketplace does. And if you don't want to hear it, you'll tune out. If your easy listening station is going to come out with, uh, you know, the DJ between uh, uh, P- Perry, Perry Como and, uh, and Dean yeah. Martin, he's going to come out and say, <laughs> say some, a bunch of cuss words. I mean, I think you'll go to the other easy listening station in town. This is what people yeah. are scared of. They're scared right, that they're their scared radio that all station across the dial it will be just vulgar profanity and it's nonsense. Clearly, there's a demand for a certain type of programming, and of course, the fact that the FCC exists actually makes it more difficult to avoid vulgar programming. If if what you're trying to do is shield your children from the way people normally talk, as Ars Technica points out, I mean, from reality, I th- which I th- I think is a really 
poor idea as far as parenting is concerned. But again, that's just my opinion on how to parent. Uh, I, I don't like the idea of a small child using the F bomb and the S bomb. And it's they're only because the there's some sort of. They, but it's only because there's some sort of uh, societal proclamation against using those things. They're just words. They're just words. I just right. prefer the idea. My child isn't going to use those words, at least up to a certain age. Okay, well, whatever. All I'm telling you is that uh, the reason why, because the FCC exists, means that all of the television and radio programming that is available to the mass market is available in the same band. So, uh, as far as the frequency spectrum, if you're scanning the band on the FM dial, you are going to hear an easy listening station, and then you're going to hear the foul-mouthed uh, you know, rock station uh, disc jockeys. And if you want your kids to be able to avoid that... With the FCC set up, there really isn't any way besides not having a radio or not having a television, but there is an alternative. I'll tell you about it coming up. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though, it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, so enjoy those on us. If you uh, enjoy this program, you can help promote the show. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll see a whole list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Promote.freetalklive.com. And, Mark, tell me a little bit about the Jurisdictionary. Jurisdictionary is a program that uh, has comes on a video, you know, a, a CD-ROM, and you can watch it on your television. It also has two audio classrooms on CD. You can uh, watch it on your computer, and it has fifteen in-depth reference tutorials. And it, it is intended; it is written by a lawyer to protect, uh, who has the intent of protecting you from members of his own of his own profession. And it's written in the manner that the average eighth grader can grasp in less than twenty-four hours. Uh, there's certainly more to grasp than, than what you can grasp in 24 hours, but you can do it in 24 hours. It's Jurisdictionary.com. It's a really great course about if you're going to be doing uh, representing yourself pro se, even if you hire attorneys on a regular basis, just to know what those guys are doing, I recommend it for you. And make sure uh, – thank you for all the people who have purchased it, and uh, when you do purchase it, uh, make sure that you – on the pull-down menu, use Free Talk Live and let them know where you heard from it, jurisdictionary.com. All right. For those of you just tuning in, last hour we talked about a story um, 
referencing the Parents Television Council. It's a group of busybodies and know-it-alls who is more than willing to force their particular vision for what society should be uh, onto everybody else who clearly disagrees. Uh, the majority of the people that I uh, spend time with have no com- uh, compulsion or compunction, rather, about uh, speaking in uh, speaking profanities in general in their conversations or in in the you know the vicinity of of young people uh, i can understand why some people think it's inappropriate but for me it i'm not going to yell profanities at uh, at children or anything like that but if i'm with a group of friends and we're talking as we normally talk uh, i'm not necessarily going to whisper uh whisper them either i don't want to offend anybody i don't want to be rude but at the on the other hand i don't really feel like I'm too out of line. I think if, somebody, as an if adult a group, speaks. if a group of young adults is there using, uh, you know, profanity, and you're you're there with your your child, who's probably older than what my child is, because you know my my child's you know not old enough to really know what those words mean, but a little older, I think it's just fine to say, hey, hey, kid, right here, and you know, correct those people too. Yeah, I mean, I was at a, a mini golf thing recently, and I was kind of noticing that there were some kids around, and I wasn't. I suppose I avoided saying certain things as a, as a result of that. But on the other hand, I don't think that there's any obligation on my part to do that. Nope. And I think it, it it comes from a uh, a repressive societal uh, factor. A kind I don't of very... really care what your opinion is about profanity. Like that doesn't enter into my world. What I care about um, with as far as profanity goes is being able to. Con- I think that. In- in public, one censors oneself out of respect for other people. Yeah, I see where you're coming and, from. And on you that, trying Mark. to design my world because you believe that it, you know, my world is repressive or whatever. I find that offensive. Well, I'm not designing your world in any way, shape, or form. I'm just telling you that I think that uh, the reason why it's inappropriate to do those sorts of things comes from a puritanical background. Uh, the same kind of, uh, you know, the folks that would be against the same kind of people that would be in the Parents Television Council are the same people that would be offended by a woman walking down the street with her top off. Uh, it's it's all based in Puritanism, and it's based in I, – I believe it is based in, in No, repression. the Parents Television, television Council is based in busybodiedness. The, the, the idea that they could – it's one thing to be offended. It's another thing entirely to say that I'm going to use the government in order to stop this, this sort of oh, behavior in other people. Well, so I can be offended by your language it, on the street, but if I go and get a cop and say, look, this guy's cussing in front of my kid. Give him some trouble. That's an entirely different thing if I just absolutely. say, hey, hey, hey. But that doesn't, kid here. Yes. So if you if you act with respect towards my kid, and that's just it. If you're nice, if you just like ask me, please don't talk like that in front of my kid. I'm pretty inclined to to do that. I mean, and I I've caught myself a little bit. I'll be in like I'm relatively casual about how I speak with certain friends and everything. And I might be in a restaurant talking what I what I think is a and probably is actually a low tone of voice that other people aren't going to be hearing unless they're being nosy. But um, I'll catch myself and go, ooh, I wonder if I am talking too loud in, the, in this family. I also realize there's a family behind me that has a small kid or something. And I'll just sort of like censor myself a little bit. But, um, you know, again, if you just ask me, it, it, I think it's, you know, I'm likely to to uh, uh, to go along with it. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it wouldn't be a big deal if we didn't make it into a big deal. Right. It's, uh, it's people that have uh, have gotten us to this point, and I... And I don't think it should be a big deal. I think that uh, they are just words. They're just letters strung together. It's it's people that have made them mean something more than they otherwise would. And the idea that uh, that uh, 
FU uh, is is offensive while frack you uh, is not offensive and is completely okay, I think is even more absurd. I think it's the funny when it is means there. the same thing. They've right. even demonstrated that it means the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It is funny. That that's a funny thing. But I can tell you that one would offend me and the other one wouldn't. And the reason for that is that's because that's the way things are. <laughs> because of Puritanism. Because of some absurd set of rules that has no logical uh, meaning to it. Because if there was any logic behind it, it would be the meaning of the word that is banned. Any word that references that meaning. So frack or flip or. Or frack, or you know, whatever the alternatives to the F word are, uh, would all also be as as offensive because you would immediately notice what they were intending to do with those words. As you were saying, those morning show hosts use the substitute words all the time, so the content of the show hasn't changed. Or they bleep it, and you know exactly what they're saying from the context. Yeah. That, you know, whatever. I uh, when I went to Christian school, and when I was growing up, and this was sometime in the the elementary grades, probably the four to six range, um, there was actually we had this like weekly chapel thing i don't even know what to describe it as but you know it was no big deal vespers to us. what's that vespers with vespers no? what the heck is that i don't know i think that's what they used to call it oh no the vespers is something that you get in if you're, uh, if you're too hot um anyway we had this weekly meeting where uh we you know everybody got together and, and sort of sat in a group and um you know they in in several several grades would get together and one of them was on not using words like gosh golly uh, darn and all those others because those words were just substitutes for bad words so they actually gave a sermon on not using those words i was right actually vespers uh, a vesper is a religious service in the late afternoon or the evening i'm not saying that was the word for what you were describing but this was probably in the morning but yeah. So in the vapors is what you were you were talking about. Anyway, 800-259-9231. You're welcome to comment on what you want. But I was talking about how it's the FCC. We're mentioning the Parents Television Council and how they're busy uh, trying to crush this new CBS program, S My Dad Says, uh, because they don't like the title of the show. And they're always up to something, something to try to control the uh, the content that you get to see and hear. And, and it's because the FCC exists is why it's so difficult for families that want to uh, to keep their kids away from certain uh, memes and, and ideas and, and words and that sort of concepts. It's difficult for them because the main venues for audio and video distribution, broadcast television and uh, and radio – are created by the FCC that you're not allowed to have another TV band there's not another Christians only TV band at least within the broadcast spectrum but People. there is but they, they they actually right they, they do right in the broadcast spectrum nobody really that very few people use broadcast television now anyway and so that's not that big of an issue they've been sort of uh, you know technology has pushed them into the back there are all kinds of channels where parents can can watch stuff i can tell you that jack used to watch this uh, this this station down at his uh, grandparents down in in sarasota called sprout you're not going to hear the F-bomb on Sprout. Mm-hmm. And it's not because the FCC has anything to do with it. That's cable. No, it, well, it's because, and, and the reason why alternatives exist, and this is what I wanted to get into, or, or the solutions for these parents, because these people uh, behave as though they don't have these alternatives. They want to force their view on everybody else. A parent that wants to shield their children from this sort of content. And I'd say can, most do. Can get a cable box with a passcode and the ability to lock out channels. You can order your local cable system, digital cable. The analog old, old analog boxes don't have these abil- this abilities, but the new digital boxes do. You can go in there and you can literally, as I understand it, turn off channels you don't want your kids to see. Lock them down with a with a password. But see, these are people that don't want the responsibility themselves to do that. They, yeah. just, they, they are taking the responsibility just, you know, though. 
They're taking the responsibility by locking well, that channel down. No, no. He's well, talking about these people in the pay oh, PPC don't want to yeah. even do that. They just want to be able to turn on the TV and have everything be to their they want sensibilities. The whole world filtered for their kids, and they don't want to have to take the responsibility that you did of like keeping a TV out of your house and or broadcast TV. Right? There's more coming up here. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Our wiki is there with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki dot freetalklive.com. How soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An island called Liberty is a picture book for children. It's probably for children probably a little older than my son Jack, who's two, more like eh, four, five, six, seven, maybe. And I read it, but I read it to him all the time. It's kind of like, well, Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple stories, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page. Make it one of any child's favorites. You can go to freemarketunderdog.com, see some of the samples there, order today. 10% 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. An island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, Vito is in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vito. Hi, Ian. Hi, Mark. Hi, Dale. Hey, Vito. I wanted to share one of my little pet peeves about how foul language is used in the news. Okay, sure. It annoys me to no end that when there's real foul language used in a real news event... Newspapers can't report it because they're afraid they're going to lose readers or viewers or whatever. You see, they substitute. And if they substitute one word, it makes me wonder what else they're substituting. Really? I I thought they just uh, used the asterisks. A lot of times they'll just put in their own word, a word that never happened during the news event. Interesting. So you compare articles, you see the same quote. They don't even tell you're switching, they're switching the words, wow. but the words have been switched. So if they do it in that point, where else are they doing it? And it's just, I, I wish there were rewards for publications and broadcasters who used foul words in their news reports when they happened. You should create those awards. <laughs> Give them out. I've sent letters uh, to letters of editors uh, so that they would know that I appreciated that they made the quote direct there you instead go. of substituting that's what you have to, to do, is show, is show your appreciation. And yes, you're right, encouragement goes a long way in some cases. Otherwise, uh, what are we getting? Well, we're, you know, already the news reports can be changed around just because of some kind of editorial bias or guideline. But when we're talking about direct quotes, Let's recognize the ones that are really giving us direct quotes and encourage them. Yeah, I agree with that. Of course, the news editors in a newspaper, which, of course, are a dying breed, as anybody who's looked at the numbers knows, 
uh, the news editors know who their audience is, and they're over 65, uh, certainly over 45, and you know, a bunch of uh, old blue hairs have a certain type of sensibility that maybe the uh, the younger folks uh, don't. Well, and- you know, it's it's one thing to put it uh, in the body of a um, of of the reporting. I would I wouldn't put it on the headline. You know, mayor says, uh, you know, Joe. What was it? Joe Biden says whatever. I mm-hmm. can't remember um, what he said. But I think he used big the F and deal. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Big, big F and deal. Um, you know, I I don't I would I don't know if I would put maybe I would put that on the you know since Joe well, Biden said it. I, I might. think that there are some positive uh, signs out there and that is that uh, over time society has gotten more permissive uh, whether we're talking about bathing suits or we're talking about foul language uh, it has become more permissive my grandmother's brothers got beaten by their mother with a stick for having cards in the house playing cards Cards. playing cards wow well that leads to gambling (laughs) <laughs> well, they were gambling. <laughs> right, well, as though, they, they should have just said they were playing Crazy Eights. <laughs> as though the... An uh, Old Maid, or... Well, Old Maid is a special card deck, I guess. As no though the uh, the gambling is somehow worse than the beating? <laughs> <laughs> you got to beat the, that gambling out of those boys. Oh, Vito, any other thoughts? That was just the main thing I wanted to cover. Of course, I want to thank you guys for what you guys put out every day. It's great to have you out there. Thanks, Vito. Appreciate it. Vito, the thanks call. for all the, the help that you've given uh, Free Talk Live over the years. Okay, what's he done? Yeah, he he used to cut, cut, he cut, cuts commercials out for me when oh, I cool. need them. Cool. Um, so he's he's one of our sort of remote editors. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, Vito. Eight hundred. Either that or it's another Vito in, in Illinois. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Jane, listening to WVTS in Charleston. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jane. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm kind of surprised. I am for censorship. What really? do you mean? Well, we would lose so much creativity. Just think of. Um, the skit, you know, Intercourse the Penguin on the telly. Are you familiar with Monty Python? I don't know if I'm familiar with that particular skit, but I am familiar generally with uh, some of their work. Well, then I would ask you to go to YouTube and get John Cleese doing doing Graham Chapman's eulogy. Mm -hmm. So your suggestion is that in the absence of censorship, uh, that people would just pepper their... their, uh, their skits and their content with uh, profanity, and so therefore they wouldn't have to be as creative. Well, is that it wouldn't your suggestion? be as funny. There'd be some. You, yes, there'd be missing humor. We would be missing. Some Don't you humor. think there would still be people who would uh, who would not use profanity in their skits, and therefore satisfy that segment of the uh, the viewing audience? That was like you. No, wait. Are you saying Do- like the Andrew Dice Clay's out there? No, no, no. I'm talking about people. You're, you're talking about how you believe that bans on profanity make content more creative. And, and I'm saying, humorous. And humorous. And, humorous. and I'm, I'm saying, don't you believe that there would still be content that did not use profanity that would still be humorous and uh, creative? I do. I do. Okay, well, so why should everybody be but prohibited? it's a type of humor that would be – because at that point, censorship isn't funny if the government isn't forcing censorship. Do you understand? So if I decide to use the word chicken instead of the F-bomb, it's not funny if the government isn't going to throw me off the air for, not, for, for using chicken or for, for using the F-bomb instead of instead I use chicken. Do you understand? Is that it's where you're type coming? Of, yeah, that's what Is that where you're coming from? Well, no, actually. When you get to that point, I then so. I look at um, – I look at – at the at the press as as mules pawns or whores or instigators for a vested interest and that our censorship is actually kind of like a propaganda that's a little too deep for me what are you getting at there i'm a little confused i'm saying that we have vested interest who and that usually it's that that with the press they have they really can't do journalism like they used to to me 
What does that have and to do with censorship? And that they're either mules, they're unwitting, and they're just being played by a vested interest, or they're pawns. They kind of know it, but they're going to What does that have go. to do with censorship? I'm confused. Well, all right. I guess I'm jumping to, well, if you use the word chicken instead of the F-bomb, isn't that... Well, what I was thinking that you were you were saying was that people would, for instance, uh, you know, they they'd use some substitute word and make it funny uh, for a uh, you know some scatological term or some pro- profane term or, or or just some vulgar term. And if you're talking Monty Python, that's what it seemed like uh, to me that I thought I had heard was a, a skit where they would use just these sort of inserted words rather than than using uh, these profane words. So then, but if you, would you go lose... to Graham Chapman's eulogy, yeah, yeah. Yes, that is what I'm saying. Okay, so you would lose the humor um, aspect of the fact that people are using these inserted words because, well, you know, there's no there's no force on the other side of not using them. That's, so it's kind of right. it's it's this morbid humor that's involved in the fact that we cannot make jokes. Uh, you know that. It, it's just a type of humor that would be but lost. But you can you still make dirty jokes. Uh, it's you not a dirty joke. Pressure. There'd no, be pressures can... on. There would be still be pressures on you not to cuss for other reasons. Just like we said, you know how Free Talk Live censors uh, more than what the FCC requires to, in order to satisfy a certain market and so forth. When I say dirty, I mean with profanity in it. You, Monty Python can still use profanity. They can still do skits that have profanity in them, and they can still put the profanity in their movies. They're still very funny, but that doesn't stop them from doing a profanity-free skit in the same kind of jokey manner and substituting. The, the words still have the uh, the negative connotations. You don't need to have censorship in order to uh, still have negative connotations attached to those uh, profane words. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Thanks, Jane. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything. Uh, by the way, our website is packed full of features that you can utilize for zero cost. Uh the webcam is one of them. A lot of the talk shows tell you they've got a webcam, but you try to go and view it, and you have to pay money to get access to it. You have to pay to look at people with faces for radio? What are they thinking? Anyway, ours is free. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com, and not only can you watch the cam, but you can also interact. We've got a chat room there as well. Dale, I think you're in the chat tonight. Uh, the chat room is open 24 hours a day, so whether or not we're doing a live show, you can still go in and possibly interact with other folks, but the best time is during I'm the live I'm only talking program. during the breaks. That's a good thing. <laughs> don't want you to be too distracted. Uh, so, but the chat room can be distracting, and it's a lot of fun. So head on over to cam.freetalklive.com and enjoy. It's free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com, and it's brought to you by memorydealers.com. Coming up next month. June 24th through the 27th, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is happening again. The 2010 edition, same place as last year, Lancaster, New Hampshire's beautiful Rogers Campground next to the White Mountains. It's a great venue, and it's a great crowd. That's the best reason to go, is to to hang out with for an entire weekend, and in some cases a whole week. Some people get there early. Uh, some of the best liberty-oriented people, the activists that you've heard on this radio program and a whole bunch you haven't heard, hundreds of them, will be in Lancaster for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's going to be so much going on. Uh, just announced today, apparently... 
there is going to be a game called Assassin being played at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And this is sounds this one like one of those LARP things. I don't know if you maybe it is. Uh, I it, think I've done something. If it's what I think it is, I've done it at fantasy conventions. It's, it's really nerdy, but it is fun. Yeah, you are you're up, like a character and you can interact with other people who are playing the game or something like that. I, I it's there are a lot of variants on games like this, so it may not be exactly what you played uh, in this in this variant, as I understand it. They will, if you want to play, you don't have to play. You have to opt in to play, basically. But you opt in, and you have to have a water water pistol. And the objective is you're assigned other players you are supposed to assassinate <laughs> and uh, with your water pistol. And so it's your job to go and do that, and it, it plays throughout the span of an entire day. So when you come across that person, uh, your your victim, you attempt to assassinate them. It's a possibility they could defend themselves and uh, and get their assassin before the assassin gets them. And uh, if you are successful at assassinating that person, you then get their assignments. So whoever they were assigned to assassinate, you get their assignments. And uh, it goes until everybody's been killed off, basically, as I understand it. <laughs> I'll be fodder for that game. That sounds like fun. It should be. Fun. It does that sound like sounds fun. less elaborate than the ones I've played, and not yeah. nearly as nerdy. Right. So. Well, whoever somebody better at this is going to win than I. I can assure yeah. you of that. I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just too casual in life to. So, it's one of, just one of the things that has come up as uh, something that's going to happen. There are a lot of family activities, parties, big gay dance parties going to happen as well. Uh, Buzz's big gay dance party. So lots of things happening. You can go and get the full itinerary at porkfest2010.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T 2010.com. Get signed up. It's not too late. And get yourself up here. There's forums there that will help you uh, put together a ride if you need to share a ride with somebody who's also coming up for your, from your area. That sort of thing. Hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people camping out and having a good time. What could be better? Porkfest2010.com. As we continue with your phone calls, we've been talking censorship. You can bring up anything, of course. Brian is listening in West Virginia to WPTS. Hello, Brian. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hey. What's on your mind? Well, I've got a question for you. I've been listening to you guys for several months now, and okay. you really make a lot of sense most of the time. Thanks. But my confusion is in doing away with government as which I'm really for, I guess. But at the same time, what do we do for our protection? I mean, I, I, don't I, wanna, I wouldn't do, want to do away with uh, government. I would just want to do away with a very specific type of government. Unfortunately, it's the one that's the most broad, most um, widespread, and that's the authoritarian monopoly style of it. Okay, that doesn't answer his question, though, Dale. Uh, how would you? What would you do about protection? Well, we would. That you would. This, it would be a service like anything else. But, I guess, uh, or I, you could but, do your own, just you, like anything else. You can, if you can do it yourself, or you can contract with someone else, or you can team up with other people and engage in, in form organizations for it and all sorts of stuff. You just would not force someone else to join your organization or force someone else to pay for your protection. Okay, but, but I guess my question would be, in a, in a situation like that, where do the rules and regulations come from? Um, because if... If, if it's privatized and I depend on a private company to, say, defend my personal property, um, at, that, at that point, what keeps me from just saying that Mark did something wrong to me, so I want to pay you to go take care of it, well, so, you, so to speak? Oh, go ahead. Well, what would keep you from saying that would be your reputation? Uh, you wouldn't want to be caught in a lie now, would you? Because if it was turned out that you, you were lying that Mark came and stole your TV set... 
uh, then uh, if that was found out, you would have a major reputation hit, and then people wouldn't want to do business with you. You might lose your insurance coverage and and all of that. I mean, if you if you're covered for protection by a protection agency or insurance company, or you know, protection agencies might exist as arms of insurance companies. They might be separate from. They might be all of the above. Who knows what they would uh, look like? We can't predict exactly how it would work, but I think that reputation would would really come into play. Uh, so you wouldn't want to tell a lie because there's a good chance you're going to get investigated and uh, get caught as uh, as a fraudster. You know what uh, is um, was a really good quote I heard the other day. A guy, I don't know if he got it from someone else or if it was his original thing, but when someone asks you, well, how is the free market going to handle X and give them whatever subject, say, how would the free market handle this? And, that, and if you come out and then say, well, this is how it would handle it, that's a bit like saying, well, you know, if you're rejecting central planning as a solution and someone says, comes to you and says, well, well how would you central plan this? <laughs> you know, so there's all sorts of what you need to acknowledge is there are all sorts of repercussions for all the decisions we make all the time. If we make a decision one way or if we make a decision another, another way, there are repercussions. Whoa. If you were living on a... <laughs> it's like got, got attacked by a raptor yeah, or something wild, like that. Get the wild monkey under control before we... Imagine you're on a desert island with 20 people all of a sudden and, and tell me do, you don't think there would be any repercussions if... And there's no government, okay? You tell me that you don't, you right. don't think there'd be any repercussions if you just decided to up and kill someone. Trying to imagine all the possible horrible things I, well, that will result from I, that decision, guess, you know. I, I guess my problem or my thought process, and and obviously I've been indoctrinated. I'm 40 years old and have been through the, uh, you know, the public school system. The you know the whole works. We all have. And and so so I'm I'm trying to shake free of some of that. Uh, I've all I've always considered myself to be more conservative than most of. You know the people I'm around, but um, but my I, I guess if I were on a, a, a deserted island with twenty people, I would suspect that very shortly, in some form or fashion, a government would be fashioned. Yeah, I think there the would government... have to be rules and regulations established, and we would all have to come to some type of an agreement. Well, but before well, that happens, before you, that happens, let's say, I don't know if it would or not, but let's say before that happens, do you not think there would be any repercussions for you killing someone? I know, I'm not saying that, human, that there, but right now, with, because people are raised and indoctrinated into the idea that that's the only way to solve certain problems, I, 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 would, I don't doubt that might happen. But do you not think there would be any repercussions before it happened? And then what well, I would say to you uh, also in response to the idea of what if I said Mark did something and sent my, sent my private organization after him. So he did something and said he didn't really do it. That happens now. This is the snake oil we were talking about. You can do that right now, and all that happens is there's this one organization that, who will decide who's lying and who's telling the truth. They won't do a very good job about it, and they will not be held accountable because they are not uh, uh, subject to the normal repercussions of things because they're, authoritar- they're an authoritarian monopoly. So you're, the snake oil has not solved the problem that you just presented to me for the free market to solve well i think that that really answered my question and i i uh, that made more sense to me than anything that had gone through my head quick recommendation brian i appreciate that uh there's uh, some great books and they're free 
Uh, if you've got access to the internet, go to book.freekeen.com. There's three really excellent books there. All three of them, I think, address this issue to some extent. The Market for Liberty is very good at, at talking about private protection and, and market-based alternatives, voluntary alternatives to the coercive government. Again, book.freekeen.com. And I thank you. More coming up. Free talk. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, so enjoy those. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter through that link. We'll get a percentage. You can also shop with newegg.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live does not get a percentage when you shop through Newegg. The CD Evolution Fund does. The Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. It's a great fund that's been set up to help out people who are involved in civil disobedience, the people that are standing up and putting their freedom on the line for your freedom. Uh, These are people that deserve support. And now you can help support them and buy the computer parts and electronics, accessories, and stuff that you need, uh, stuff that you want, at newegg.freetalklive.com. Entering through that link will result in a percentage or two of the purchase going to the CD Evolution Fund. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided with a detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers the up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. All right, 800-259-9231 as we continue taking your phone calls here. Mark, you wanted to make a point, though, on the last uh, topic? Yep. Brian called in, and I didn't about have protection. What's that? About protection? About protection. Yeah, he called in and had, had some questions about, uh, you know, what would life be like uh, for, you know, police services in a, in a world where people only had voluntary interactions? And I just wanted to sort of point out what um, what my kind of growth pattern was here. At one point, um, and I would still take this system over the one we have today, I believe the government should just handle – was the only organization that could handle cops, courts, and roads. I still remain skeptical that another organization can handle cops, courts, and roads, uh, you know, perhaps perhaps as well as the government. I'm not sure. Right, because competition never does any good things, right, Mark? And, um, you know, because of that – what my question that I sort of asked myself is, well, what if somebody else wanted to participate in a different system? Would I prevent them from leaving the system that I believe is the one that works? And, and I wouldn't. You know, if you want to have some other organization take care of cops, courts and roads, uh, that's fine. And so I think that in a, in a peaceful evolution from today to a society where everybody makes voluntary interactions, a peaceful one, you're going to have to sort of move from larger government through smaller government to get there. And 
I'm willing to take a look once we get to smaller government at, you know, the idea that people can, uh, you know, voluntarily handle these other situations. And I think that that's really just the way, uh, you know, that, that one can look at it. So that's well, my I advice think, for Brian. I think that any time you take an honest look, and it sounded to me like Brian was taking an honest look, he was open-minded, he wanted to know what uh, our thoughts were on this, and he listened to it. And uh, he he reacted fairly quickly. Normally, these things for me, it took a while to really absorb these ideas. He must. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking he's been talking this through for a while. And well, as he said, he like has needs been a few things resolved. He's yeah. almost there already. Right. He said I'd he's been listening for months. Yeah. Oh, uh, I just and, converted like a statist into a voluntarist. No, <laughs> no, no it was not, not really. a one. It's never a one night thing. And as <laughs> right. he said, he's uh, he's been listening for months. Uh, but for me, it took a while to really internalize this because this is one of the hardest things, Mark. I mean, it's like you like you were saying, we've been raised to believe that this is the way it is. Well, the government takes care of the roads. The government does policing. How could we have it any other way? I think roads are actually a pretty easy one. Um, I just use I just use them because people it's the to. first thing that people go to. Yeah. So uh, so you presume these things, and uh, and so it's important to look at some alternative options, and that's why I mentioned those books at book.freekeen.com. They've got some really good ideas that will really get you thinking. But for me, when I first read them, it was still confusing. I, I read them, and it was explained to me, and I had to go and read it all over again to really kind of begin uh, to, to wrap my mind around it. It was not an easy thing to get. It's really, it's, it's really outside of the box. So uh, if, if you're not really understanding where we're coming from, give it time. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist, calling tonight from Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hi. I wanted to talk about Rand Paul and all this hubbub about uh, him flip-flopping. Okay. And I, you know, when I called you about it the other day, I have to be honest, I hadn't heard the interview, the uh, the, the TV interview. Neither so I had I, and I got some heat from uh, from somebody over that, and I just feel like, well, you know, we're going to talk about things. I'm going to take people's word. I take people's word for stuff all the time on this show because I just don't have the time to do all the research that somebody might like me to do before I could make a, a legitimate comment on something. I just, you know, I didn't have time to listen to the Rand Paul interview. Well, I finally did, and I, I have to say that it just goes to reinforce my um my deep-seated distrust of everything I hear, because unless you hear it for yourself, you're taking somebody else's word, and they're they're interpreting that through their little ears and their little brain, and, and something else is going to come out than what was actually said. I finally listened to the interview, and it wasn't that bad. Rand Paul was pretty... Uh, he, he was pretty libertarian-leaning. He said that the part of the uh, Civil Rights Act that he supported was where it got rid of institutionalized government uh, racism, such as, you know, in public schools and public uh, jobs and things like that. But did he not and, retract his statements about opposing uh, the Civil Rights Act later on? Well, after the interview? I sure didn't see that, and, and I'm, I'm saying that in the interview he said that he supported three-quarters of the Civil Rights Act or something like that. Most of the Civil Rights Act he supported... He supports because it has to do with public, you know, uh, uh, discrimination at the hands of the so-called government. And the part that he disagreed with was any place where it said anything about what a business owner could do. And he was pretty consistent throughout the interview to, to maintain that position. So 
I don't know if he flip-flopped. Uh, well, according on, to Alternet.org, over the course of 24 hours... Of course, hours, there's a bunch of screaming liberals there. Over the course of uh, 24 hours, Paul went from opposing the Civil Rights Act to opposing the repeal of the Civil Rights Act to considering the Civil Rights Act settled law to actually supporting the legislation he said he would have opposed. Paul said he would have voted in favor of the Civil Rights Act if he were in the Senate at the time, calling the radical climate at that, or the racial climate rather, at that time a stain on the South and our history. There was an overriding problem in the South that was so big that it did require federal intervention in the 60s, he said. The southern states weren't correcting it, and there was a need for federal intervention. So well, there he is calling. With what he said at the interview. There he is calling for uh, centralization and the federal government to get so involved in, uh, in the state's w- business. Wait a second. Um, do you not think that if uh, you know people pay for that are forced to pay through property taxes for public schools and they are not allowed to go to those public schools and the government won't allow them to go to those uh, public schools that a, that an other, another uh, you know larger government. It doesn't have the right to step in and allow and force those states to, to allow that to happen. Well, I I don't believe in governments, so I think that they're just okay, concepts. There's a and gang fantasies. of people that are stealing money from people, and they're keeping them from using the the things that they say, that they're supposed to be able it's to use. It's just showing Rand Paul. Don't ask large- me what I believe because I don't believe in governments. Rand Paul is claiming to be small government. He claims to be for states' rights, etc., and I don't believe states have rights. But here he is saying he believes the federal government should have gotten involved in something. So uh, clearly he's not a, a decentralizer in any way, shape, or form. But he only agrees in the part where it says that the government can't, commun- uh, can't discriminate against races. And that's pretty consistent with libertarian uh, minimal uh, government ideas because uh, the even the libertarians believe in some form of government, unlike me, which uh, and you, Ian, which don't believe in any kind of government. I, I always try. If to... you're going to take the position of a libertarian, then the position that he presented was fairly consistent with what I understand a libertarian to be. So, and he, again, he doesn't claim to be a libertarian, but he does have libertarian views, and I think that those views were pretty consistent uh, according to that interview. I try to have like these discussions and sort of analyze them at least academically, but it always feels a little bit silly to to analyze and discuss like a certain politician's uh, position based on states' rights or federal government or things like that. When all that stuff is like a bizarre religion to me that doesn't make any sense. I guarantee you, Ian, you put yourself in that hot seat in front of in front of an interviewer like that. And they're going to twist you around, too, and you're going to come out looking like you said something you didn't say or say, say something you didn't mean. That's what they do. That's their job. But it's easier to do to a politician. It. It's easier to do yeah. to a politician who needs a whole bunch of people to rally behind them right. and is trying to, like, tweak public support here and there and, and get numbers the, the numbers they need. He's trying to please people. I would just state how I feel. Thanks, Gene, for the call. I appreciate it. According to uh, Alternet, as political flip-flops go, Rand Paul's reversal is one for the books. Presented again with the original question that got him in trouble in the first place, the second time he was asked it, he said, yes, I would have voted yes to the question about the Civil Rights Act. Uh, would you have voted for the Civil Rights Act of 1964? Well, he had a very specific answer before the uh, before that day, which he'd articulated on multiple occasions over the course of many years. It just happens to be the exact opposite of the position he endorsed later on when he did his flip-flop on CNN. So it's clear so that he flip-flopped. So he flip-flopped on a four-decade-old four poli- piece of... He's a politician. No, He's on. not a liberty-minded person, and he uh, doesn't care about one whit about freedom. Maybe one whit, but that's about it. We'll yeah, see you tomorrow night whit. online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Hey, America. How do you use WebEx? 
We use WebEx for our fantasy baseball draft. I use WebEx to record meetings, so anyone who misses it can see it, hear it, and get up to speed quickly. My son came home from school sick yesterday. Thanks to WebEx, I didn't miss the client meeting. I saw everything right on my cell phone. Got an idea? Start a WebEx. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others, cross town or cross country. Share presentations, conduct training sessions. You can even pass the ball and let others take control. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code free trial to get a free trial and a free VoIP headset. Remember that code free trial. WebEx from Cisco. WebEX.com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Go to WebEx.com and click the radio graphic and enter promo code free trial.